welcome to another edition of the Spooky Succubus Cast, live from the floor of my living room here in beautiful Boston, Massachusetts, where everyone that lives here loves it. <laughs> um, everyone hates Boston. Yeah, we, who... we hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, yesterday um, it took me one hour to drive from Roxbury to Medford. That's six miles. <sighs> I don't miss that. You know what I do miss? Public transportation. Well, it doesn't work here, so sorry. <laughs> They're talking about shutting the, the red line down until February. You're fu- you bitch, you better be joking. That's crazy. <laughs> like, the first day they took they brought the orange line back, it broke again. So or one of the trains broke. That's like I mean, the lack of public transportation in America is... I think your mic is, like, rubbing up against your... My blankie? <laughs> your sweat. Because I can hear... It's sh- Sorry, noise. I'm just trying to be warm. My aching... Oh, it's behind my sweatshirt. <laughs> there you go. It's behind my arm. My boob. <laughs> oh, I'm Abby, by the way. I'm Rebecca. Um, I was just going to say that our, the lack of public transportation is, like, really hits the crux of... Um, intersectionality. It's racist. It's classist. Yeah. Um, There's not even, like, buses there? There are buses. They suck. There's one... There are no, like, lines. Either. It's one light rail that goes one direction and, and to like, no place that's helpful. And, like, not even in a very helpful. practical place. Yeah, right. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Maybe so, you need a hoverboard. I do, you know, scooter sounds like a motorized scooter, maybe, but... But, like, I don't want to have to own a car and drive around Boston, but if I need to get from Roxbury to Medford, how the fuck am I going to get there in another way that isn't, like, two hours? And that's if the train is working fine, you know? I mean, the train didn't work very well pre-pandemic. Now, during pandemic, it's... I told someone this the other day, but I feel that I went into the pandemic a young person and I have come out (laughs) like a broken elderly woman. (laughs) I mean, like when I I saw the first college freshman on like Northeastern's campus after the pandemic, I was like, what the fuck? I'm like the crypt keeper. They're, They're so young and they're so annoying and in the way. And I, in the way. They're always just, they're like ants. They're everywhere. Sorry if you, yeah. if you go Our to Northeastern and you listen to this podcast, I'll eat my hat. So DM us. They're not listening to us. No, we're It's old. also like, there was such, um, I was watching a TikTok, of course, um, about like the cultural shift between Gen X and Millennial was like very... Subtle? Wasn't, yeah, subtle. Yeah. And, the, and the shift between Millennial and Gen Z probably because of like abortion and like you know the wise rise of women in the workplace has been much bigger and so i and i think like i don't know sitting as a millennial i think we understand different generations than like we yeah. had to i watched old tv movie shows we and also movies don't, all the time we don't feel anything like we are and yeah we've like these weird observers because just like we went through so much trauma in our short, short lives. Like, we watched 3,000 people die on live TV, and we were just like, okay, you know? And now we're watching the government kill 30,000 more. So, like... 
And I mean, I don't Numb. feel I don't really feel anything <laughs> anymore. Yeah. And like everybody has been shitting on us from day one. Like our parent our oh, yeah. parents have been shitting on us for being lazy. And now Gen Z is shitting on us for not knowing how to use the internet. And it's like, you can't hurt us. We don't feel like. Yeah, we you, like. We don't Criticism care. is part of <laughs> our identity. I don't know, like constructive or otherwise. I just am. I, like, if like, you like, hate us, great. We hate ourselves. We always have. Like, welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, and I don't give a shit. There are just like so many more things care. I'd rather be than 21. But what the fuck? Like, they're like the millennial pause, like where you pause before you start speaking I on a recording. To. I'm like, no, I don't, my phone is recording. I also <laughs> I like part of that. Like, I know there's a lot of millennials that like use TikTok to make videos of themselves, but. I have never done that. I'm like, I am like too depressed to make a TikTok. Like, fuck off, you know? Leave it's us also, in peace, man. <laughs> leave them in peace. I also, this, the, like, um, there's that influencer who's doing the, like, I did a thing and, like, adulting. Oh, you mean was, the one that's, like, like, I saw this person that was, like, say the quiet part out loud. You're just making fun of neurodivergent people. You're not making fun well, of millennials. So there's that. There's, like, the ableism of it. And then there's also, like, the racism by exclusion is, like, she's not talking about she's talking about like white people with maybe neurodivergencies while like, that's her not generation how is stealing is appropriating and yeah. rebranding it as like gen z speak it's all just like we're in the matrix truly <laughs> it's crazy is like it's, so it's also yeah because we've been called out and like are constantly made fun of is like we i think there's like a self-awareness that's lacking in some of this like Gen Z humor. Yeah. Just look at yourself for a second. You're going to be us in a little while. So come yeah, on. Yeah, but like I think they're going to fall harder because they're more confident. Like. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right. I mean, like, they're, I'm sure. We were starting and, at zero and then we went to like negative five. So it was easier. You know. This is like our 10th recession, you know. And yeah. Like. We, we haven't I'm, even been alive four decades. I was in my freshman year of art school when the economy <laughs> crashed the last time. Like, you can't hurt me. <laughs> I was, like, confidently heading into my last year of high school. Like, I'm going to make it. Yeah. No, no. I still have it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Who? Oh, man. It's fun to laugh about kind of being suicidal sometimes. <laughs> Mental health is fun. Yeah. No, I never... The thing is about, you know, mental health is like, do I want to not exist? Sure. But I'm too depressed to make anything happen about it. So I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to make that anybody else's problem. This is not a cry for help. We're talking about the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> Abby's getting married soon. So she's... <laughs> yeah, pretty damn soon, dude. It's happening. The lead up to the wedding day is like, there's a lot of stress. I'm in hell. Uh, September has gone like a flash like I can't believe yeah. it but at this point I'm just doing kind of nutso crafting and uh I'm enjoying it I'm fine I just have to yeah I like we're in pretty good shape but I have to pack like my emergency kit and the list of things they suggest you bring is so unhinged emergency like, kit well like just you know like you need thread thread like a stain stick but they're like 
printed copy this is the not printed copy of the wedding day timeline i'm not gonna be printing anything um safety pins <laughs> don't have them don't need them don't want them bobby pins sure band-aids fair floss fair um where are you gonna put all this are you gonna stuff it down the front of your dress like, no i'm you... gonna ma- put it in a big glossier pouch <laughs> okay hairspray no i'm not doing that deodorant fair i smell bad nail polish and remover clear nail polish what am i gonna take five to just like get a manicure <laughs> Some, somebody's walking around out there with a nail color polish you don't like on your wedding tampons baby. or pads no um i have an iud and i'm probably infertile anyway uh fashion tape i don't even really know what that is Tums oh, it's for your and boobs. ibuprofen. Hell yeah. I have separate boob tape. Um, lint mm. roller. No. If there's just, it'll, lint. It's lint. If it's linty, it's linty. Hand lotion, sunscreen, bug spray, tweezers, Q-tip. Like, well, I'm not doing like a whole beauty regimen in the middle of this. Bug spray and tweezers. I mean, tweezers. What if you get a splinter? I don't know. That's where my. I guess. Static guard. Never have owned it in my life. What the fuck is that? Portable phone charger. I'll just bring a regular phone charger. (laughs) There are outlets. What year was this written? (laughs) Uh, Tissues. A compass. A calculator. Small snacks. Like, I'm paying like 10 grand to be fed. Granola bars. Literally, it says granola bars or crackers. Blister balm. I don't know what that is. Um, Stain remover. Fair. Scissors for what? Like, I don't know. I guess if you need a sewing kit. Mints, hair ties, and lip balm. Like, this is just an outrageous list. I mean, some of that is stuff that you carry around anyway. Like, yeah, like I'll bring deodorant and. I'm going to take an ibuprofen at like 8 p.m. Just, you know, for the pre hangover treatment. Right. But yeah, this, all this shit's crazy. And then there's just so much stuff you don't think about. Like, oh, I have to get underwear. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, Duh. But it's also, yeah, like, I don't think I wore underwear if I'm. Do you want to hear what our custom cocktail is going to be? It is not a custom cocktail. It's a cocktail that's already on their menu that I named the Frankie and I'm making a sign for. Okay, I figured (laughs) that's what you're. I just wanted to make it. It's like a Paloma. How did you know that? It's like literally a Paloma. Because you sent me the picture and. I, I do this for a living. Oh, yeah. I forgot I sent you the picture. Yeah. Actually, they make it with mezcal at the restaurant, but I don't drink mezcal, so they Because it's gross. Because it's gross. Um, but yeah, it's just like a cute little Paloma. And I was like, I'll just name that the Frankie and make a sign. Basically, Perfect. the only thing making me happy is doing my weird little crafts. So I'm just going to keep doing them. And, Keeps you uh, going. That's going to be that. Um... <sighs> You know what isn't bringing me happiness? The Blair Witch Project. It's not a great movie, you guys. <laughs> That's what we're here to talk. By the way. But also we have. Yeah, welcome to the cast. Uh, intersectional, anti-racist, anti-capitalist uh, perspective on horror movies. Yada, yada. But I think we're coming at this from two interesting perspectives. Because I watched this movie for the first time one year ago. And Which you so saw weird. it when it came out. <laughs> I mean, I was 
eight years old, but I did see it when it came out. Um, like people really eight, thought that there. these people were dead. Yeah. No. Yeah. For real. That was the marketing campaign. Was like that they were dead, which is like that's like you know the move you pull with found footage. At least back then, you know, pre nine eleven. I mean, is it's, we'll also get into. Oh my but. god! Right. It's so cheesy now. I mean, it's just like cheesy, my favorite cheese, cheesy ball, cheese balls. What a cheese ball. My favorite thing, because I wrote down some some of the quotes in this movie. We were talking a little Here's a tiny quote. bit off air. Mike! Mike! <laughs> <laughs> um, but she says in the very beginning of the movie, she says, I don't want to go cheesy. I want to avoid any cheese, which I'm like, I wouldn't give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, it's so that funny. It's supposed to be ironic. That but it was maybe so it's not. like uncheesy and has in the like years past become like the epitome of cheese and horror movies. Oh yeah. What a world, you know. But I also I mean, I mean there was a lot to say, but should we should we do the plot? Yeah. Let's do it. I'm glad you're reading it. Cause... I was carefully wrote it down with fierce attention to detail. Chiron opens on a black screen and talks about three student filmmakers that disappeared in October 1994 near Burkittsville, Maryland. The footage was found a year later. Lies. <sighs> we open on a you report. You have to move your little Mikey thing again. Oh, sorry. I'm just like so into my blanket. It fell behind my arm again. <laughs> Why is it picking it up, though? I don't know. Okay. Upon, okay. upon, open, <laughs> open on. <laughs> Once upon a time. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. We open on a recording of film student Heather in her home wearing the zigzag scrunchy 90s headband. Oh, my God. If you know, you know. It hurts your head. It hurts and so bad. it's very ugly. <laughs> What was the point of I any don't of that? No. She also has the teeny weeny eyebrows, which are very much back, and the dark lipstick. Um, she's so like nineties and she has like her big sweater. I kind of like her aesthetic. And uh I hated it. Her whole thing? I just hate the zigzag what, and but those what about jeans. The, I liked the jeans. I liked the big sweater too. I like a big sweater. The jeans were terrible. I could see you in the big sweater. I'm currently wearing a big sweater. It's a good sweater. It's but. a nice one. So she's with, I guess, a friend or a hired hand, Josh. Ex-boyfriend, according to her diary, that was online as part of the marketing campaign. Oh, her diary was online? Yeah, I didn't read it. I didn't. Holy cannoli, it, you apparently. like have the have the knowledge. I mean, I guess I should know this. <laughs> we're doing this for a podcast, but I don't know. Whatever. What are you gonna listen? Do? It's listen. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, listen. So she, her ex-boyfriend, according to her diarrhea, Josh, and a person that they actually hired and don't know well who I think is the camera man. Or see the sound. He's the man. sound guy. Yeah. Josh is the camera man He's and Mike the is the Adam sound of man. Our, of our story. They're going into the woods to explore a local legend, the Blair Witch. So they head out on their adventure, and they start by interviewing locals in the area. Heather says she wants to avoid the doc being cheesy because the legend is so compelling. 
She does her opening shot talking about the history of Burkittsville, formerly Blair, in a cemetery, and it is so cringy. Why does she talk like a 50-year-old newscaster? I what is with it. that? She also, Heather Donahue, also wrote this herself. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. She, like, I feel really bad for her. Yeah, her life actor. sort of got ruined by this. Um, she gave up the biz, went into medical cannibal- cannibalism. Nope. <laughs> no, don't eat people for your Cannabis. health. <laughs> it's because we were talking about the can- um, the fucking cannibal, cannibal holocaust. holocaust. So that word is on my brain. But she went Doesn't into Doesn't it seem like somebody cannabis. just like threw a bunch of like were random horror movie words into a hat and then like pulled cannibal holocaust. Out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like a improv team's prompt. Like, yeah, literally. Cannibal Holocaust. So, yeah, it's like just extremely, like, ups- not upsetting. It's just like you're like, Heather, oh my God. <laughs> like, so she tells Everybody the story <laughs> about Blair uh, and how an unusual amount of children passed away in the 1940s, but no one recalls anything unusual about that period, which is not true because they then go to give, get interviews from another, like, group. And- Cut to, like, six people talking <laughs> yeah. about it. <laughs> Like a bunch of people tell the story. So one old man in particular tells the story about a local hermit named Mr. Parr that lived up on a mountain. And um, in the winter of 1940, local children started to disappear, but nobody knew why. Eventually, Mr. Parr came down from the mountain and said, I'm finally finished. And then the police searched his house and found the bodies of seven local kids. So mystery solved there. Seems like some cursory interviews and maybe microfiche might have uh, solved that problem, but whatever. I also, so like this guy killed these children, according to this movie and that old man. But then they, then they're like, oh, the Blair Witch did it because we always have to blame it on a woman, even when it's a male. Like she made the man do it, right? Why? Women are so bad. They make men do bad things, and that's why men are bad. And covered in fur. <laughs> I actually so thought that was goofy. Like I thought that would be kind of scary. Like I could see it in like Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or the Vivitch or something. <laughs> um, yeah. Another lady tells a story about two men that went out hunting and disappeared near structures said to be haunted by the Blair Vivitch. Uh, so the old fella then talks about <laughs> sorry that's how I wrote him down in my notes the old, the old fella, fella talks about a lady named Mary Brown that believes she encountered the witch so they head over to her home and are really ableist and like awful to her and she tells them a story about how she and her father were fishing at a nearby creek and she was laying down in the leaves watching the sky but then she felt eyes on her and looked up and it was a woman covered in coarse fur and wearing a shawl staring at Mary which is such a specific story that I like okay yeah that ha- like why would you be telling me this it was and then, just like a woman with a skin condition came up and flashed a small child that's what happened like <laughs> I don't that's like <laughs> like scary I mean, nobody, in other ways yeah like nobody thought to be like okay well something definitely happened to you let's find this lady yeah yeah <laughs> So they then they like talk about they leave. They talk about all the other like crazy things Mary said. So they um, make a mockery of their subject on film, which seems professional. She just has broad interests in things, you know. Yeah, she says she's a ballerina. That she's an actor. Like, great, go Mary. Good for her. 
so then they celebrate celebrate uh, <laughs> successful. We first. can't talk. I can't talk. <clears throat> they celebrate a successful first day and check their equipment. Uh, on day two, they head to the trail and run into some fishermen. One of them tells them, you damn fool kids will never learn, which I kind of agree with. Uh, and then they tell the story of Robin Weaver, a woman in the late 1800s who got lost in the woods. Three days later, she showed up on her grandmother's porch talking about a woman whose feet never touched the ground. And these two fishermen are more charming and have more chemistry. I would than watch a movie our about main them. cast. Yeah. yeah, they were funny and cute, and one of them was mean. Uh, yeah, I liked them. They actually, one of them had the same glasses as you, I think. Old man glasses? Yeah, but the young man had the old man glasses. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> younger, skinnier guy. Imagine that. So uh, one of the fishermen says he saw white misty vapor rising out of the water. And then Heather goes, what do you think that meant? What the fuck? That's your job. What are you doing here if not it's to figure this out? It's when ponds come. Like, what are they going to say? Yeah, they're not, like, scientists or demonologists or what the fuck ever. You figure it out, Heather. <laughs> they head further into the woods, park the car, and head to Coffin Rock with their packs, where Heather does another extremely cringeworthy floating head, uh, reading from this, like, antique book. She's like... <laughs> I listeners, like I'm just doing like a silly pose with a like book. a prayer hand yeah uh so she talks about how five men were made into a human centipede and disemboweled on coffin rock and they had symbols carved into them kind of a scary story kind of scary yeah like if that's the history it just see I feel like there are so many loose ends because like why are there so many stories about like so many different things that happened and there isn't already a documentary or like some source material on this and it's right. just like these idiots walking out into the woods? I don't know. I guess it's like supposed to be part of the scare or the realism of it because no one, you know, with like, it's like urban legends, you know, no one can all... get their shit together. Yeah, yeah. that's, I mean, it, it is like scary, but it's also. Not, not also, like, like, I, like I like I none just, of this is coming to fruition. So I'm, I'm not also scared. just I was confused, so yeah. I had to rewind it and be like, "What's going on with the hermit?" But I'm also an idiot. <laughs> Who's this guy? So, <laughs> yeah. so no. they camp. Uh, they wake up on day three. Josh said he heard some weird noises overnight, and they can't figure out where they are on the map, but they're still in good spirits generally. Heather My can... favorite, Mike says something I love. He says a lot of things I love. But he said, if I heard a cackling, I would have shit my pants. It's like, me too. If <laughs> yeah. you, like, hear someone cackling outside your pants. You're just casually your mentioning it. Yeah. <laughs> in the morning? Hell no. Uh, what's going on? Oh, Heather continues to insist she knows where the trail is and they aren't lost. The minute she's like, no. I know where we are. You don't know. Take a shot every time Heather says, I know where we're going. You don't know where we're going. You'd be blackout drunk. No. She's... There is, idiot. there is not a trail to be seen <clears throat> in this whole film. And it's also like, I don't like that they make Heather such an unlikable character. Not that the other two are very likable, but she's just like so annoying. Yeah. And she's, I mean, I don't love the like rage problem that Mike has, although he does have some good one liners. Josh, I mean, all I know about him is that he has a ponytail. Uh, and and a then, girlfriend. <laughs> he's like, my girlfriend's going to worry about me. <laughs> Yeah. We call that the girlfriend drop. Like, <laughs> right. 
Just in case you were wondering if there was sexual tension between Heather and Josh, there wasn't. <laughs> uh, or Josh and Mike. That's such a huge cup. What's in there? Water. You're so hydrated. Uh, there's a very long sequence of them crossing a river, and it just lasts a really long time. <laughs> They find a cairn, which is kind of weird because there's no hiking trails anywhere. And then Mm -hmm. some other like stick and rock sculptures. Heather tries to recall something Mary Brown said about rock piles. And then, of course, it's a horror movie made in the 90s. So what does someone have to say? Looks like an Indian burial ground. Of course. Yeah. They camp again for the night. They accomplish literally nothing except for crossing the river. They don't do anything this whole movie. Actually, hold on. I'm just realizing right now, I don't even know where they were hiking to. To Richard or whatever, Mr. Parr's house. That's where they were going. I totally forgot about Mr. Parr's house. Wait, so was that house Mr. Parr's house? Or something? Yeah. Oh, shit. I just like right over my head. I'm not even Mm -hmm. here. No, they, so they wanted to see, so they, so Parra's house is where they end up, but they wanted to see like a cemetery, a cemetery. or something, which is where they get to, and that that's like day two they get there. Right, and then the cemetery is a big thing in the second Blair Witch, which I have weirdly seen as well. Really? I'm yeah, assuming. it's a very bad movie. I'm assuming. <laughs> Okie dokie, well, we didn't get much accomplished, we crossed the river, um, they camp for the night. Josh knocks over one of the cairns and uh, they hear the sound of twigs snapping. So this is really Josh's fault. Um, that's my favorite Truly. thing is like, Heather, this is all your fault. Like, you guys, you're being like hunted by a supernatural force. Even though you hate her, she cannot control this. Just to confirm. I, this was her idea and it's a dumb fucking idea for a documentary. But they're getting paid one. to be there. Mike is the only one I think getting paid. The other Nobody two, made them film go in. Students. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's they should have helped her. If they were relying on her making all the plans, they should have double checked. She knew how to read a map. Knew where the fuck they were going. You know, they like, also had you're also participating. to be like, okay, we're hearing firsthand accounts that people are disappearing in the woods. I'm going to gracefully bow out. Right. You're, you're or maybe responsible like, for your own tushy. Set somebody on the edge of the woods to, like, send in a search party if they don't come back at a certain time. Yeah, when they or, say no know, one like, knows where we are, like, why doesn't anyone know where you are? dumb. Yeah, <laughs> why doesn't anyone know where you are? You probably should have, like, a lot of places, like, remember in The Descent, you had to, like, register your descent. With, no, no, you, they had to register, like, their cave, oh, yeah. uh, cave crawl. What do you call it? I don't know. They had to register their route with like the cave the jumping. Cave, the what cave, is it called? the cave police. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the cave police. <laughs> but like, you should have been like, "Hey, and we know that weird stuff has happened in this woods. So, um, excuse me, like local fisheries and wildlife will be in here. Also, don't shoot us, please." Like, <laughs> it's yeah. It's also like okay. So these woods are owned by the state. Probably. So, like, there has to be, like, some somebody looking out over them, you know? There has to be some sort of, like, wildlife that's protected there. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Is it a hunting ground? Yeah. Like, you don't want to be... It looks like it's hunting season. It's definitely fall. You'll get yeah. shot. Dum-dums. Fucking um, Speaking of dum-dums, I just want to circle back on the fact that the whole time they were in the house at the end of the movie, I was like, why is this house here? 
completely forgetting <laughs> there was a man introduced into the plot that had a house in the woods. So that's fine. It's okay. You know, there's a lot of stupid stories introduced. There, It was difficult to follow. Okay, so Josh has knocked the Karen over and they're hearing twigs snapping. Uh, the next day, Heather asks Josh and Mike what they thought the sounds were, and they say it's locals fucking with them. There's more arguments about maps and directions. They are unable to find the car. And I'm like, wait, why are we looking for the car? You haven't accomplished anything yet. What's going on? They've camped, what, like two so nights? They, they got to the cemetery. That's why they were coming Wait, back. I didn't even see that. They, it was when they were getting the, the like, black and white footage. It's like their B-roll, basically. Oh, I missed it. What it do doesn't do? seem like it was going worth going into the woods for. It really doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Mike has an outburst. Tensions are running high. They camp for another night. Here's some footsteps and tigs, tigs swapping. <laughs> Twigs snapping. Tigs swapping. The next morning, there are Karen, Karen's outside the tent, and they're like, okay, we should go. Duh. Uh, Heather can't find the map. More fighting. Ultimately, they decide to follow the creek. Uh, they get wet, and they fight about it. They're hungry and exhausted. All our shoes are wet. <laughs> it's like, what am I watching? Like, why? I know it's supposed to make it seem more realistic, but I was like, I am just dying inside. Uh, I mean, it was realistic. People get pissed Getting pissed off at each other in when the they're woods. hungry, yeah. And when they're hungry. They also fed these poor humans less and less food every day. What the fuck? During production, yeah. Unhinged. What is this? Shelly Duval? Duval. Like, and, yeah, because they were in character all day long. You're not Stanley Kubrick. You're just like weird film students shooting in the woods. Uh, also, I don't know. I just like, I am a pretty like, Amateur to intermediate hiker. I'm not a professional hiker. I'm not a professional camper. I know better than to do all of the things that they're doing. Like, you never just, like, don't have a trail map. Like, you kicked the... So Mike kicked the map into the creek. Like, you don't... They also only have one map. One map. One map from one source. You don't know the woods better than uh, the map does. Like, also... What the fuck was that map? Why that don't wasn't they have even a weapons? trail map. Yeah. Why don't they have like some? You like, have no they, camping like, equipment. You have no, no camping equipment. Like nothing to start a fire with. You have nothing to like. Remember they were buying rice in the grocery store. Rice Anything to cook the rice with. Like That's you have no salty snacks. You have no water. Like what right. are you doing? I mean, luckily, they're, like, near a source of fresh water, but also, like... But it's not like they knew that. They don't even know how to read. Yeah. (laughs) They don't even know where they're going. It's so frustrating. Like... Yeah. Any person with any, like, minor knowledge of how to, like, go into an unfamiliar hiking trail... Would know better yeah. than to deal with, like, do all And to things. camp in an unfamiliar space. We When we went to the Grand Canyon, which is, like, a national, his, like, historic site, I looked at, like, nine maps. And, yeah. like, even though there's clear signs everywhere, we weren't going anywhere weird. And, like, remember... And even still... I got lost in a, reser- like a reservation north of the city, because I don't know why I always get lost when I go to this place. And I got lost on the trails for maybe an hour, and I was, like, so scared. And I had the trail maps, but, like, it was just, like, it's the worst feeling to, like, not be prepared in the woods, you know? 
And yeah, I would like, frankly, never. I know you could sometimes do like the really raw dog camping where you dig a hole and shit in it, but I just like to be at campsites. <laughs> but even then, we're not like that far away from. Yeah. And we were with someone who lives there, and mm-hmm. his actual literal job is to like take tours of people through the woods and show yeah. them things. So I wouldn't do it by myself. One of my cats just took a very smelly poop. Gross. Gross. Was it bloobs? I don't know. Blueby, blueby, <laughs> blueberry. Every time he shits, he like leaves the litter box and then runs away from it. Like I did not do that. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> That's so cute. Uh, okay, so they're fighting about the map. Mike admits that he kicked the map into the creek. He wasn't even like I threw it into the creek. He acts like he like drop kicked it. I'm like it's a piece of paper. And so he just kept a, saying like I kicked it into the creek. <laughs> in a deleted scene, Josh see him. crumples up. No, Josh crumples up the map and throws it on the ground and then Mike kicks it into the creek. Oh, so they're co-conspirators. I don't know. It, I don't I didn't see this deleted scene this is only but from ca- the canon my technically is that they're conspirators yeah uh so they continue fighting oh my god who was that oh my god blueberry that's so weird <laughs> um <laughs> they find these like dolls stick dolls and like talismans hanging from the trees they get a bunch of like black and white b-roll of it um and then they realize that they're still really lost <laughs> they freak out again <laughs> And then they end up camping another night. (laughs) They're also like, these men are constantly yelling at Heather. Even after it's discovered that Mike kicks the map into the creek, they're like, put down the fucking camera. It's your fucking forward in the woods. Like, they hate her. They hate her. I mean, I like, and I hate her too. I kind of do too. But it's not her fault. (laughs) Right? I mean, this like, she's like, it is a scouted project it is a scouted trip like no it isn't you have one map with like three lines on it (laughs) it's like this is a river this is the road and like the rest is just woods like they're just like circles yeah yeah so yeah they but it is funny how they're like whoa this is crazy and then they realize like they're still completely fucked so Uh yeah they end up camping another night and they decide not to light a fire to avoid attracting anything okay uh, they wake up to voices and laughing, and this is Hell the part no. where I had to go, like, so close to my computer because I was watching it on my laptop because there's so much white noise, like, from the city and, like, traffic noise and people mm. landscaping that I, like, kept missing all the scary sounds. <laughs> so I was like, huh? <laughs> Whom? <laughs> Giggle again. I didn't get it. <laughs> so then they get dressed to run. I'm like, why are you running? <laughs> like, why is out there better than in here? I don't get that. It's also, that's not a human instinct. Like, if you hear something while you're camping, I will not get out of the tent. I stay completely still and pretend I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't move. It can't see me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the fuck? Like, I could be dead. You know, I'm dead already. Leave. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then they see more scary stuff in the woods. This is, I think, where the, they were supposed to shoot, like, the actual witch. Yeah. But then the like the cameraman, the cameraman just forgot to do it. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, whatever, let's not reshoot it. Fair. <laughs> like, okay. That sounds about on brand for Legit, this movie. Yeah. Um, 
So then they hide, I guess, and everything goes quiet. I don't know what they're doing at all right now. You can't uh, see anything either. It's so black. Yeah. I like don't. I don't. I don't understand. Uh, so they get back to the campsite, and then in the early morning, all their stuff is like slimy and thrown around. Uh, just Josh's, just Josh's stuff. stuff. Sorry, Heather keeps filming, and Josh and Mike are like, "Come on, Heather!" <laughs> <laughs> so then they keep hiking. They're going in circles. Uh, tensions are running high. Josh starts like creepily filming Heather and being like, "You wanted a movie? Here's a movie, baby." And Mike he's is being such so a gross. Which then, is like, yes, Mike yells at everybody, but Josh is like terrorizing her he's yeah. like trying to Mike just humiliate has, like, her the need to get a therapist to manage his anger but josh is i just, would be like, angry too but... he's so creepy but he mike started freaking out like 10 minutes into the movie he was like god damn it <laughs> okay bro i hate being uncomfortable and if and i get really hangry and if I, somebody didn't feed me when i'm supposed to be fed i would probably that's actually I'm not gonna, true i'm not making any apologies for mike but and then I, they say like they were to grumpiness 15 hours or something yeah. like that like i'd be like uh, just kill me at that point <laughs> blair witch here i am it's adam asked me the other day like oh what would you do what did he ask me oh he said like do you feel prepared if there's like an active shooter in your workplace? I was like, no, no, I probably won't change my behavior at all. Honestly, like I'm not going to like run. I mean, I don't know. I'm just like curious what my actual instinct to survive would be if I was in a situation like that. Because when I think about like fighting for my life, I'm like, eh. Nah. Not in a way where you would have. I mean, your adrenaline starts to kick yeah, in. Yeah, like you do. Like- so- I would probably do something. Yeah. <laughs> The other day, this is my workplace. I mean, where I work and the sort of shenanigans that happened. But somebody shot a gun into the air the other day. <laughs> Just in your bar? Outside oh. in the street. After we were closed. But, like, it's also, like, people get into fights there. It's, like, a whole thing. But And they do pat-downs before people come in. But, um, yeah, so they shot a gun off into the air. And Everybody started going because then we're like cleaning and starting to like do the money and stuff. A bunch of people went outside. I was like, "You fucking idiots! There's Get like back gun. in yeah. here! Like, where what do you is think out bullets there go? for you? What is is this guy mad? You don't know the situation. Yeah. Like, he was probably just drunk and stupid and took the gun out of his car because he thought he was cool. But Listen, like, anything that's happening outside of my apartment, not my business. I don't know. <laughs> not my business. I don't problem. know my business. I'm not there. I'm not involved. You guys do whatever you're doing. I'm in here. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't. It's also like, but then I have like an instinct to, I don't know, protect people also. So I like, and I'm like a very scared and wary person. Yeah, so like, like, I need to know my surroundings. I don't know. Like, I feel that, yeah, it's kind of like a weird line because, I mean, especially when you like operate and per- like, predominantly black and brown spaces as like for me as a white woman like whatever is going on in my neighborhood is I'm just gonna mind my business like nobody needs my input in this neighborhood like I'm not even here (laughs) but also you want to be like in community with people and being like a resource and an outlet and you know like being a part of the place where you live so it's kind of an interesting dichotomy but yeah if I hear a gun going off outside which happens from time to time I'm like 
I mean, yeah, no. there are definitely gunshots <laughs> yeah. in my neighborhood. Gunshots is different, but like a woman screaming, I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to come out and be like, hey, Caesar, let's go outside. Look out the window. What's going on? You know? Yeah, so. I know. agree with that, but. Uh, mostly it's just fireworks or gunshots and at this point I can't really tell the difference anymore because sometimes I'll hear a gunshot and be like fireworks and then the next day it'll right. be like shooting and I'm like I am not I'm not gonna that be able me. to do that was well. in my neighborhood yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yeah whatever what are you gonna do again my business is my own I'm just trying to you know take a shower yeah. once in a while and walk the dog Mind your own business, but don't wear one headphone just for me. When you think about putting both of them in, just think, what would Rebecca yell at me right now? And just I don't wear out? headphones when it's dark. Okay. Things happen in the daytime, too. Oh, my God. We have. Did I tell you we have a like at least 30 coyotes living in our neighborhood right now? You have mentioned a coyote or two, but that's, so, yeah, I mean. a coyote, a, there's a coyote community now that just had oh, a bunch of coyotes. I know it's not cute. No, the, ba- the baby coyotes are really cute, but there's like a million of them and they all live on this like particular uninhabited patch of land that's like across the park from me. And uh, the other night I was walking Frankie out in the park and a, pol- a fire truck went by and the sirens scared the shit out of the coyotes. So they just started like howling and screaming. And I have never, I truly never heard anything like it. And so Frankie and I were just like, Bye. Go. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're like, I mean, city animals are just like a different breed. They're, they're not scared of you. They will walk up to you. Like, I grew up around wild turkeys in the country, but they didn't come near you. Like, you could just be, like, walking on the sidewalk with a turkey. Like, morning neighbor. You know? <laughs> Same with the geese. And geese are mean. Oh, my God. My favorite thing. We're off topic. We'll get back to it in a second. But my favorite thing is when. Is when geese block traffic. And when people beep at them, <gasps> like, they care. They don't care. <laughs> Outside the, yeah. they don't give a shit. They Outside the Gardner care. Museum, you know when you get down to the, I think it maybe is the, I don't know what, I don't know what that is, but you know when you get to down to that weird patch of woods right outside the Gardner Museum, what is that called? It's called the fell, the fells, or the fells, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you, like, cross from where the gardener is, that, like, mall to like get down there. To, yeah, exactly. And it's always the geese, and the people are all pissed off. I'm like, yeah, geese. Fuck up their day. A, Make them late like, for work. Especially when they are, like, leading their babies, and people are like, eh, and, like, they don't care. You they sound like another goose when you hug. <laughs> <laughs> they are, <laughs> like, it makes no impact if you beep at a pack of birds crossing the road they're not going to move for you and people get so <laughs> mad it just cracks me up i used to sit over there like on my lunch breaks and yeah like if a baby geese like goose came up to me and sat next to me I'd be like i'm getting up and going somewhere else because the mom's gonna come and think i'm involved with the baby and i'm yeah it's the same with the coyotes the like the co- baby coyotes are like they're harmless but you like you if you get near the cubs like the babies like the mom is not far behind so you gotta hustle like i've had people like stop on the road when i'm walking a direction they're like we saw some cubs and their mom over there you should turn around and i'm like say less go go." 
Okay. Um, anyway, wildlife is not present in this movie, even though it should be. Yeah, what the fuck? There's, like, not even squirrels. Are there squirrels in Maryland? I'm sure there are. There must be something in Maryland. Okay, so <laughs> Mike is pretty mad and despondent. Everybody's upset with Heather, and she says the movie is all she has left and cries. I'm like, you're, like, 19. What do you <laughs> mean it's all you have left? <laughs> Like if I if this we were in this situation and we were lost in the woods with no food, and someone was pointing a camera at me, I would smack it out of their hand. Like yeah, I, there's so no true. way I would like don't fucking point that. Like, we're fucking point, focus. Yeah. yeah, like what do you need this footage for? So they right. camp for what seems like the tenth time at this point. Like, all <laughs> I they think do it's is their camp. Fifth night. <laughs> The next morning, Josh is missing. Uh, They keep going and camp that night where they hear Josh screaming in the distance. Uh, They call out to him, but all they hear is him shouting and crying. Uh, The next day, Heather leaves the tent to find a bundle of sticks and twine outside, which she tosses away, uh, which was the right move. But then she goes back to investigate it. Wrong move. And she finds a scrap of Josh's shirt with some of his ponytail, tongue and a finger. Uh, it sounds like she has like kind of a real panic attack here. I was kind of like, whoa, stop. Um, and then, um, then she's in the hat, <laughs> like the, with the from her Infamous nose up. nostril yeah. scene. Yeah. She apologizes to Mike and Josh's family. She's saying everything is her fault and is apologizing for existing, even though again they all signed off on the project. Mike threw away the map, and a supernatural force is haunting them and keeping them in the woods. But it's still her right. fault. It is. So, she's a partial party responsible, but not yeah. Full but I don't think it's all on her. They hear Josh yelling again and exit the tent to find him. Where they find a house. Whose house? We don't know. Just kidding. It's Mr. Pars. Whoops. <laughs> Mike is like, "Let's go in," and I'm like, "You shouldn't." No. Um, no. Heather is wearing her big sweater again. There's more yelling. There's demonic symbols <laughs> and bloody handprints on the walls. They should leave, but Mike heads upstairs and then goes back downstairs yelling. Well, because Josh is yelling upstairs, and then yeah, down, like it's like the entity is like throwing its voice. Clearly, it's a ghost. And then he's just like gently knocked over <laughs> in the basement, just like boop. <laughs> Heather is screaming at a pitch like only dogs can hear at this point. It is nightmarish. Okay, it is horrible. Uh, like that, but she- ten times louder. <laughs> I know. And then Bye. she comes downstairs where she finds Mike unresponsive, staring at the wall in the corner. And then she is gently knocked over, and the footage ends. Boop. <laughs> Okay, the last scene did scare scary. me. When I was a kid, Mike just facing the wall, scary. I mean, it's such a gimmick now. It's not this. It, it is a gimmick now, same, but then I could see it being really scary. I just think that uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think we're desensitized. I haven't seen a movie that's like truly scared me in so long that everything just seems sort of silly but this what is what if i made you watch seven i really don't want to watch seven i remember being really seven. scared of it when i was a child i have seen it so many times that i think yeah i'm just desensitized I in just general like, to horror. i was thinking about the sloth scene and the gluttony scene and i was like i don't want to talk about those it's i just don't want just to really sad yeah but, and like um, we are the our own the masters of our own destiny. Of so we don't have doom, to do so. anything we don't want to do. And I know if I don't want to do something, you'll support me. So 
Seven's I, I off the roster. You. It's off. Um, I am reading Manhunt. Um, oh, like post- I am so excited to read that. I love the cover. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I really like the perspectives it's telling. Um, this like centered around trans women, and but um, it is a difficult read. Like, do you have a soft read on the side? I do. I just started reading um, Bad Heroines, um, which is, like, cheesy and fun. So um, I like reading stupid stuff. Right yeah, now I'm reading like, – oh, I'm reading something you would really like. It's called Night of the Living Res, and it's, like, short ooh. stories from a um, native reservation in Maine, which is really cool because I feel like you don't hear a lot about, like, the indigenous population in Maine. Maine is one of my favorite places, of course. Mm-hmm. So I got it from the library. It's three days overdue currently because I have to finish it this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I so it's – and I was thinking, like, I love horror movies. I've read American Psycho. Are you leaving for work? I love you. Hi! He can't hear you, but – His hair is so long. I know. He's supposed to get a haircut. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> love you. Have a good shift. Okay, sorry. That's my oh my husband. god! I can't wait to see you guys so soon. I know, so soon. Yeah, How are you just feeling haircut? But he slept through it. Sleep is important. He doesn't let do? you just cut his hair at home. No, and nor would I. I've done it. I cut Adam's so, hair. <laughs> but he's he has very, he's like less hair. I love you, honey. <laughs> Uh, Caesar has a lot of hair and it grows very quickly. And he yeah. does like he does the fades. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. But I when think I being shaved a barber my... would be really cool. And I bet it's like easier to learn if you already know how to draw. You know. Yeah. No, I don't know. I so when I shaved the side of my head, mm-hmm. do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He would shave it for me, and he it was so bad. One time it was so bad, so inconsistently. <laughs> He was like, is it okay? It's good, right? I was like, yeah. I just parted my hair down the middle <laughs> until I, my mom cut it for me. But, yeah. So. I do Adam's. Adam's moved on to a two now. Two all over. Wow. Mm-hmm. It looks great. He looks very handsome. I, like, having hair as a woman has, like, its own challenges. But, like, that one brief period where half of my head was shaved, I was like, this is a lot of work. Like, so much I don't upkeep. feel yeah, I like know. cutting it. I just don't. That's like, I feel the same way about having bangs because sometimes, like, I'm not really digging the shape they are right now. So I just, yeah, I like, they're, they're fine, but like, I did, baby a, bangs. I did a trim and I just wasn't like a great trim. You know, I always, sometimes the trims are, and sometimes it's not great, but I have to keep are, up with it. Are you going to keep, are you going to go to see somebody before the wedding? No, I'm just going to trim them myself. That's fine. I, I don't no, care. Yeah, whatever. And I'll have the hair, like hairstylist grab the shears and clean them up if need, needed. I was yeah. going to dye it one more time, but I kind of like that it still has some of the red undertones in it. Mm-hmm. I was I, I wanted to get my hair cut before, but um, I'm running out of time. It's so. happening. How's yeah, your speech leave. coming along? Great. <laughs> I just it's a lot of pressure you only which is have, good I but 
something I want to do. But you only um, have five minutes, and you're encouraged to use less. So please yeah, I'll, keep it I'll, short. I'm more like two minutes. <laughs> For y'all, I'm gonna start crying. One second into it, so I can, you can only hear me cry out loud for so long. So. Uh, and we did end up making a seating chart because we thought that it would be easier. I saw your yeah. You showed me your little table y things. Uh, yes, and where am I you, sitting? Your table is so stacked. It's like a really good Just, table. Am I at the cool kids table? You have Alicia and Drew. Aww. Rebecca and Caesar. Caroline That's and me. John, Adam's cousin and her husband, and they're industry people. Mm. And then um, Adam's other cousin, Sumner, who's Caroline's sibling, brother. I don't know why I said sibling, they're brother. <laughs> and then um, Sam and Kristen, who are, Kristen is my breast reduction friend from the internet, who's very cool. Mm. It's a really good table. I'm really impressed with myself. Dope. Sounds fun. I mean, all the tables are good. We have so many cool friends. Um, I'm not great at talking to people I don't know. Sometimes not great at talking to people I do know, but Caesar's good at it. So, Caroline, you know. actually, you'll get along with Caroline really well. And you already know Alicia. Yeah. No, I just met the other people at the table. <laughs> but, uh, you'll be fine. Alicia's so aloof, you know. Sometimes she's really she not. If Like, she's. She seems aloof, but she's just a real weirdo at heart. (laughs) (laughs) In, like, the best possible way. But I haven't talked to her since I'm, yeah, I don't know, since she moved. Yeah, who went first? I guess. I think she did. I think she went first, yeah. That was, like, a bad time for me. All my friends left. (laughs) I was really sad. Okay, I hated this movie. Sorry, everyone. Um... Uh, yeah, I guess we should talk about the movie and not well, about Well, it's super misogynistic, stuff. obviously. I feel that two, like, because the two people that made it, Daniel Murek and Eduardo Sanchez, had this idea when they were in college, I believe. Mm, and so yeah. it just feels like this vanity project that they kind of utilize to torture their subjects. And... um you know, they were not the face of this movie. Heather was the face of this movie. And it was such a, like, polarizing movie because people actually thought that these people died. They were dead. And were blaming her. And I feel like she just never was able to kind of walk away from the impact that it had while she was put in this position by the filmmakers. And they... Because like they never... got to hide behind her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, she was their absolute scapegoat for this whole thing. And I, like, as much of a... Because you really can't deny that this movie had a huge cultural impact. Like, sort of, like, a place where, like, not modern horror horror audiences at the time didn't even know what found footage or mockumentary was. Yeah. Like, even though it was a thing before, we talked about Cannibal Holocaust, which was, like... An Italian, you know, film that went. The Italians along are with such fucking freaks in their filmmaking. So I read a book earlier for about a whole book, fifteen <laughs> minutes um, before we started writing or recording. But um, yeah, so it's like in the there's these like mondo films in Italy that were like supposed to like shock audiences and talk about taboo things, and that was like it's so kind Cannibal of where Holocaust was um, in that style. It's kind of where. Suspiria and that like school of films were born like the giallo films yeah Yeah. 
So those were, yeah, like detective films and then I'm a film into historian. like Monda, don't you know? Um, but Cannibal Holocaust was from 1980, which seems like, I was like, oh, it's from like the 60s, but it's not at all. But the and 80s then it also, are basically like now what the 60s were to us when we were children. Is <gasps> your yeah, jaw scary. locking up? <sighs> um, oh, did I and tell then you it I got my night guard? Into... Wow. Well, I didn't no get it yet. Grinding. I got measured for it. I'm excited for your your teeth and your jaw. I'm getting it just uh, in time for my wedding night. Like, ha, honey. The also like the so the like original inception of this idea of like mock um, horror and like causing mass hysteria was um, oh uh, War of the Orson, Worlds. Yeah, yeah Orson <laughs> Welles reading. War of the Worlds. There's a really on radio, good, and then people like flipping, flipping the out. Fuck out. There's yeah. a really good Radio Lab episode about it. Um, I think I listened to that one. Too. Yeah. Um, cause it, but they mention it in this book, and then there's also like and the they they exploitation clips from it, and it, it's like, how the fuck wouldn't you know? <laughs> like, why would you know it wasn't real? Yeah, it was really scary. People are stupid, but you. We, it's also like we have all this context of like. Um, you know, me constantly consuming media in a way that people didn't do. Then. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I know. Imagine like showing someone from like 1950 any found footage movie now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would like explode their head. Right. I. It's also, but then it's like okay. So if 1980 was like longer ago than we're thinking it is, then like the like fake snuff films and actual snuff films and like sexploitation and and I don't know like graphic horror movies of the 1970s kind of fall into that same like snuff sort films of like road are mapping the most terrifying phenomenon it's just like misogyny gone so awry and it's so, so this, scary um this book quotes um something that's like talking about snuff films is the idea of, of women being sexually aroused and complicit in the torture of another woman is evidence of some deeply regressive male fantasies. Yeah. True. That's that. It's like those movies are Maybe made by men. Maybe that's why this makes me so uncomfortable because it does yeah, have like... It's the same kind it has of... the energy of a snuff film. Yeah. And then a film critic called this movie because again, it was like a resurgence in this in the 1990s, late 90s. Um, a snuff film with a safety net because whoa that my mind is kind of blown right now blown look at look at us being whoa. smart I read stuff okay double tap if your mind is blown uh, <laughs> did you do you know what their casting process was too this is so unhinged it says the advertisement was for a completely improvised feature film shot in a wooded location. And then when Heather Donahue got there, um, Merrick and Sanchez asked her, you've served seven years of a nine-year sentence. Why should we let you out on parole? And she had to answer the question. Like, what Weird. the fuck? It just feels like agency and consent was, like, sort of removed from the actor's experience It's also, film. yeah, so they didn't feed them the same, like, consistently. So they were being fed less. They were, like, 
like forced to they were constantly on the clock they would they had a safe word that they would say so that they knew when another person was breaking character and then they could all drop character but then they like gave they were also working the equipment like josh didn't know how to to operate that camera figure out how to work it yeah and then they would give them like specific detailed instructions to get from one site to another so that they could camp out and be safe for the night but they were like and they were actually sleeping in the tent right yeah they were in the middle of the fucking woods they said i saw that um that scene where they the tent is shaken they was they weren't told and they weren't told so they're actually freaking the fuck out like what you see is genuine like what the hell if you cast people you pay them and you enter into a professional agreement with them it's so inappropriate to remove their consent in that way and to push people in these like i just think it's disgusting like i mean because it's not like they said like I mean, maybe they did, but like, I feel like it would have to be a thing where it's like, we're going to, you know, do things when you don't expect them. Like, you know, these things may happen. Like, your safety is paramount. We're taking care of you. But like, you know, we're going to like work together to elicit a performance. And instead, it's just like, let's terrorize them because we can, because we have... Like you said, the safety net of, like, we've created this power imbalance where we can torture these people, particularly this woman, with impunity because it's in the name of, like, art, I guess. She had so much difficulty, like, filming the final scenes that she was, like, hyperventilating and struggling to breathe for hours. Those sound like real panic. Like, as someone who has panic attacks, I was like, she's not inventing that. Like, that's what my breathing sounds like when I have a panic attack. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just not, it's giving me, I like Wes Craven. I like Wes Craven movies, but it's giving me Last House on the Left, where, like, the actors were not informed. Yeah. They were, like, given under very, like, strenuous conditions. Like, it's really, like, men making films, making women in those films suffer yeah. for their I wonder art. if, like, there's probably some information about this, but... I don't know. That was what Wes Craven's like first or second film. And like he became such a master of the genre eventually. And like I wonder if he ever had regrets or spoke publicly about that behavior because the treatment of I know a lot of actors like Nev Campbell and like other people that have been in these franchises have such a high opinion of Wes Craven. But yeah, Drew Barrymore. Mm -hmm. and Yeah. I don't know. And I like, yeah, I don't know. People under the stairs, like he was telling stories that no one else gave yeah. a shit about, you know. So, but I, yeah, it doesn't mean that he didn't make profound mistakes that altered people's lives when he was young. So, it's so gross what men are allowed to get away with at all times in every situation for any reason. Um, yeah, so bummer, bummer town. I just don't, bummer town yeah. for sure. Yeah. And they made so much money. Yeah, because the budget is like $10, right? I guess it was 35 38 something. It was like the low ball estimate. Yeah. So. Oh, it cost $60,000. It's like literally right in front of me as we're talking about it. It cost $60,000 <laughs> to make and made back $248 million. A ratio yeah. of $1 spent for every $10,931 made. 
wild fucked up and then oh the, and poor the, heather donahue's mother receiving sympathy cards from people thinking her child died in the woods this is just nasty i feel gross i feel like it wasn't worth it because it has not stood the test of time and though it was a genre defining film at the time it's just not well executed and yeah it just feels like you're watching people get tortured for no reason because it's not even scary Found footage isn't my favorite. It's not my favorite because either. It gives you kind of, yeah, like a yicky feeling if you're not, if you're pulled into the, you know, sort of imagination of the movie like this, like audiences were at the times. It it's feels like, like being involved film, in someone's gross. like kink in public yeah. without consenting. You know, you're like, ugh. ugh. You know what and it's, I do kind of like is the newer wave, like host and... Um, unfriended those ones where they're on the like you do love unfriended. I do really I like unfriended. why you like that movie <laughs> I don't know <laughs> which is like yeah that's like a the you know little tiny evolution of I think that they're kind of interesting and I do get fixated on like bad movies and watch them like 10 times Mm-hmm. Uh, like as above, so below, which I've seen like easily eight times. <laughs> I just keep Easy. watching it. I, another movie I hate. <laughs> That's a found footage movie. I hate. I love Ben Feldman, baby. What can I say? He's he's kind of I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I see it, and other times I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I was watching. I'm watching P- Pushing Daisies right now. Mm-hmm. And Lee Pace, man, just like his eyebrows and like he's his looking hot lip. these days too. Yeah, and he was in a movie. Then he was in a movie called Soldiers Girl. Wow, um, that sounds like it could have been any movie at any time. Could be any movie, but it's about uh, he plays a trans woman who's also a drag queen, and so there's like him dancing as a drag queen in like a really long platinum blonde wig, and I was like, wow, it hits. It hits. It slaps. Did but, you watch um, it's in, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? I have not watched it, no. Because um, I, I, I forgot about Lee Pace. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, I'll watch Pushing Daisies. I haven't seen it since, since Netflix mailed you movies. I remember and those days, so, too. And he just got married. Yeah, good for him. Wow. What a long filmography. I know. To have been slept on for so long what just brought um, like he just came back out of nowhere is it bodies 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 i think he was in it? something else i think he was in one of the marvel movies or something I oh don't know. captain marvel captain marvel captain marvel <laughs> uh but i think he's been like working kind of consistently he did the just, hobbit like, he was in the hobbit oh shit. yeah the hobbit that was the one i think i was he does of. look like he's from middle earth that's true it's the eyebrows. He's um, hot, yeah. He looks good with a beard. Looks good without so, a beard. Oh, yeah, he with played a beard, a, without a beard. A blonde elf with a lot of eyeliner on. Love some eyeliner. I do like a man in eyeliner. Sometimes. Depends on the man, I guess. I've been rewatching Game of Thrones because of oh, yeah. House of the Dragon coming out and... I just, it's so good, and it makes me infuriated all over again about how they ended it. Pissed. Pissed. I, like, because I read the books, or most of the books. I read up to four, which is right before Dance of the Dragons. And, uh, like, 
and I liked it and I thought it was fun. But they just like really undo everything in the last two seasons or like made such a big deal about the prince who was promised and about John's parentage and Daenerys breaker of chains. You know, and then she comes and she does everything that her character would never do. And then she and then John just gets sent to the wall again. Like, even though they made a big deal about him being the last Targaryen, I was like, why do I give a shit if they're not? And that it's just like, I'm so mad. I'm still so mad. I kind of forgot that he got sent back to the wall. And they're like, Bran, here, come over here and do this thing. Even though he literally, yeah, Lee Pace as an elf. Lee Pacey poo. Uh, we should probably um, wrap this up. But anyway, everyone in this movie, I the improv- improvisational aspects just made me like Mike even more. I was like, this guy's funny. I like and when he's like, I, mashed potatoes. Mashed, mashed potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> and then she's, she's he takes off his shirt because it's hot and she's like filming his chest hair and she's like, it's really sporadic. And he's like, you should see my ass. It was just like so, he was funny. If and this as movie always, it hadn't made me been want so abusive, a cigarette. Any movie with people smoking <laughs> in it, I'm like, ooh, it looks good. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, uh, I think it's. Yeah. There's merit. It belongs in the canon. It belongs. It has its place. But if you've never seen it, don't watch it now. Um. Yeah, I don't. You know, there's some movies that maybe don't hit as well. Oh, but if you are going to watch it, it is on Hulu if you have a subscription. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm guessing it's on Tubi. Everything's on there. I didn't look, though. Um, Probably. Yeah, I it's like it does have something to say about like horror movies and trying to make an impact with horror audiences pre 9-11. Oh, we didn't even get into 9-11, but we're I don't even really want to talk about it. Um, but, you know, like, 9-11 did a lot of terrible things. One of those things was giving us superhero movies. And we still have to do that. And it's been 20 years, 21 years <laughs> since then. I'll leave and you on this. And they're still making those stupid movies. I want them to stop. Uh, I'll leave you on this Please. anecdote. My friend Laura went to a bachelorette party, um... In 2021, on the weekend of 9-11, and she said she asked the bride to make 9-11-2021 Never Forget t-shirts, and the bride said no, and I would have said yes. <laughs> That's there's, funny. <laughs> um, there's all of those, like, I don't know, we're so far removed from it now, and I think, like, as humans living in the world and, like, as people especially living in America, we've seen so so much That's destruction death. so much death that like it's starting to feel like yeah like the idea of us like as a nation weeping for you know thousands of people yes and then the but then to watch new york deny those like those firefighters and volunteers their like medical rights is like or like watching people die from COVID, watching people be forgotten when their homes are flooded, watching an Puerto American Rico, territory like, have get no infrastructure. Yeah, decimated um, yeah. and get absolutely no help. You know, it's just like also like I wonder how many of the unhoused people whose New York's cop mayor is like destroying their housing now, their like spaces. Right like mm-hmm. I wonder how many of those people like, you know, 
were firefighters or whatever 9-11 that no longer have the infrastructure or the space. Maybe at least one of them. We all watch um, black people be terrorized and murdered in the street. And where's that? Where's that fire? Where's that, you know, commitment to surviving and never forgetting? Where's that? I, you know, it's just like desensitized, like desensitized. I don't know. Just like, yeah, we watch, um, we literally just watched as a nation human trafficking in real time. We watch migrants be put on a plane and being told lies and being, you know, lied to about where they're going and the opportunities by a person in our government and that happened. he's bragging about it on TV, like, and not, he's doubling down on it, like, openly being a white supremacist on, like, every news station. Yeah, totally. There fun. are still people in cages. I don't, you know, it's like there are still people being murdered by police in the street. I don't you know. Like, is 9-11, it's, we're so far removed from it. We've been lied to about it so much. We started... How many wars about it are still currently in wars about it? I've just, we, you know, murdered innocent people abroad for it. Talking about a fucking snuff film with a safety net, essentially any war mounted by our imperialist government because they're never fought on American soil. So we can just like, you know, completely remove our consciousness from the like mass murder of brown people that we're doing in like so many nations across the globe. How many, yeah, how many people, how many brown people were murdered um, and their houses decimated because of a attack on American soil? You know? Yeah. Ten times as many people? Twenty times as many? Uh, you know. It's really fucked up. It's a really sad way to end this podcast about a bad Sorry. movie. Sorry. We went on a rant about, like... Yeah, American cinema. It makes me think of that song, um, that TikTok song that's like, there, how many military installations on foreign bases? You know that song? Mm-mm. Okay, I'm going to find the sound and I'll send, send it, it to me. Because I can't think of the words because my brain is broken. But anyway, um, the Blair Witch, is she real? Oh, I was going to say a fan theory. Real. Oh, yeah, tell me. That, uh... Pratt, Parr, that's his name? Parr, the guy's house that they're at. So, so he killed seven kids, right? And then came oh, forward in the basement. suddenly. Oh, you know what I just realized? Mike's turned around and then he made the in kids the turn around. I'm an idiot. Why am I here? So <laughs> the theory, I think that is also part of the sequel, which I haven't seen. But I think the theory I've seen the sequel on, and I still don't know. <laughs> on the fact that he was possessed by the Blair Witch. That Parr was, Parr possessed, was possessed by the Blair Witch. right murdered these children so that the theory is that Josh because he like fucked with the her symbols or territories or whatever he is possessed by the Blair Witch and he lures Mike and Heather into the basement Mike turns around Heather's murdered then Mike's murdered that's like the theory okay I'm in for it I'm down yeah I think that makes, that makes the most sense more sense than the movie made so Let's there's an also a theory it. that Josh and Mike murdered Heather and like lured her in the woods to murder her. I thought you were gonna say they kissed each other. (laughs) Oh, I wish. That'd be cute. If this were a love story about Josh and Mike finding each other, 
I mean, they really... They're both kind of cute. They really hate Heather. Mike's funny. And, yeah, they really seem to hate they, like, women. So... They have, like, vitriol. Like, more... Maybe. I get it. Maybe I, this girlfriend back home is imaginary. And, like, maybe they're... This girlfriend in Canada? Yeah. <laughs> she goes to a different school. She goes to a different school. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, so next yeah. week is, or the week after next is TBD because we were going to do seven, but I don't want to watch it because it's gross. Uh, so we'll let you know what it's going to be. Uh, depending on when this comes out, Pet uh, may or may not be on the bonus feed, our, we, our first inaugural book club book bonus episode. And it's a YA novel that's a pretty quick read, according to Rebecca. I haven't started it. No, I'm seven pages in. I did start it. Um, You're making me worried. No, I can finish it. A little bit about it. Okay. I can do it. I have to finish my overdue book and then I'll read that, but I'm sure it'll be quick. And uh, yeah, I'm sure other stuff is going on too. Oh, we fixed up our Patreon tiers. So if you're an existing patron, remember to go over there and adjust your tier so you're not paying as much for little shit. Mm-hmm. Little poops. Uh, and then if you aren't, it's just a dollar to get the lowest tier, which has bonus ups and the book club. So we would love to see you over there. It would be so nice. Yeah. You get to pick whatever you want to hear us have Yeah. And if anybody has an opinion on what our October Excuse bonus me. episode should be, let us know. And as discussed, I am getting married in a couple of weeks. So I'm guessing shit will be delayed, but we'll try. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to like really put my full weight of support behind Abby finishing pet and then we'll record that and then maybe after we, I believe in you. Um, that's my support. And then maybe once we hit the stop button, we'll figure out what we're doing next week. You'll never know what we're about to talk about once we hit the stop button. But who knows what we talk about? Head over to SpookySecubus underscore cast on Instagram and our link tree has the stuff. And remember... You can't shit upward. And um, stay ugly. And get fucked. Thank you all. Get fucked. Bye.